Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, today, I don't know. What's the what's my emotion? Uh, uh, I, I know it what starts mine with is. a P. I can say that. You know, <laughs> <but> anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it is uh, one of those days. I spent some time last night watching some of the talk programs from the different networks. And uh, on Fox and on Newsmax, uh, the there was a consensus. There was a consensus that, and I, I share the consensus, that it's all political and uh, it, is, it is wrong that this guy Bragg is doing this. Uh, the counts haven't been released. They say there are 34 counts. I, I right, do, yeah. I do think, Bill, that uh, they're the other side is happy with the accusation. They're happy just with the accusation. Whether they win in court, I don't think they care. I think they feel that they can damage uh, Trump's reputation, seriously damage his reputation, just by accusing him of uh, these, um, you know, crimes, quote, in quotes. And... Uh, yeah. It's going to be uh, an interesting few weeks, and I also have some thoughts about uh, where we're going as a country, which uh, I don't think uh, is a good place, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's 30-plus counts of uh, business fraud that they're doing. So they're trying to circle that wagon around, tie this stuff all together. you got Stormy Daniels who's going, I'll do a dance in the street if he gets indicted now. She's sad about it doing it. And then there is the uh, the other Playboy bunny. Look, in the 80s, everybody knew he was a Playboy. A lot of guys were Playboys. Bill Clinton was a Playboy, you know? That, yeah, that's... but the thing is, Trump has denied having had a sexual relationship with Stormy Daniels. He's denied that. Now, it doesn't mean that he's been a saint. Yeah, he's probably had his picadillos and his affairs and all those things. When, But he's an ex, in an extraordinary situation. This is a, and I'm not justifying it, but I'm just trying to explain that he's a billionaire. He has uh, more money than 99 and 44 hundredths percent of the people on this planet. He has you know, more, money doesn't have anything to do with it, though. He, no, he no, could no, be no, a no, it does. Heir because no, no, no. What I'm saying, Bill, let me finish. It does have something to do with with the position that he has been in in his life. People are attracted to his success. They're attract. They cut him slack. He's been privileged. He's been able to do things. He, people give him deference that other people can't do. I mean, when you're when you're a phenomenally wealthy human being like he is, and a good-looking guy, uh, women in some situations kind of make themselves available. That's what I'm trying to say. They wouldn't make themselves available to the average ordinary Joe, but he has temptations that we can never imagine, okay? So that's just that's that's why it makes a difference. His money and his wealth and his stature, all those things have been uh I'm think they've been also a learning experience for him too. You know, the kind of guy that he was uh, back in 2004 and 1994 and 1984, totally different right now than what he is. You know, I know that you and I, 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 we're different now than we were 40 years ago, 30 years ago. I am. I mean, never mind, I look different, but that's a whole, whole different story. Uh, but, I mean, we've learned from life. 
we've made mistakes and we've learned and we've improved ourselves and we've moved on. And I, I think he's done the same thing. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I was going to say he's no different than any other guy that we've or woman because we've all had our indiscretions. And if you say you haven't, you are a liar. And I don't like liars that are bold-faced liars. But, you know, me looking at this, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm really tired of this charade that the Democrats are doing. You know, Schumer uh, coming out and uh, saying, well, you know, Trump is subject to the same laws as everybody else. Okay, Chuck E. Cheese, let me just say something. Epstein Island, you're a pedophile. Let's go and, uh, I don't know, talk to, you know, uh, we still have one person alive. Oh, there's plane records, too. We could go back. We could connect those dots. You go to prison. Why not? You're fair game. Miss Pelosi. Oh, well, gee. Insider trading. You ought to go to jail. Somebody. We need to get our Republican judges to start indicting and bringing the same, you know, the same type charges against the other side, go one by one down the aisle. Let's forget about it, if it's Democrat or Republican. Let's take everybody that's had an indiscretion, something done illegally, or we know about it. Let's lock them all up. Let's put them all in the same damn jail together, and let's prosecute them and get them the hell out of the swamp. Well, Be done with it. And you know what? The little sycophants that, or whatever you call them, sycophants, uh, yeah, get yes. on the Internet <laughs> And throw their little diatribes out there of, of making hate and everything. Gee, and you know, I'm in the media, and I see some of these people that are holier than thou. You know what? I was at some of the same conventions as you were in the same hotel. And I know, you know, some of you are still married to the same wife, and they'd probably still, they'd really like to know what you did. You see, I wasn't married back then. I'm not married now. Maybe there's a reason for that. But the point is, what I'm saying is, you are just as guilty in the media. So he who has no that. sin oh. cast the first stone, right? Right. So since the stones have been cast, let's go ahead and make it a free for all. Yeah. Well, well let's just do it. Well, and maybe maybe you'll get so sick and tired of getting hit with rocks upside your head. One of them will knock some sense into you saying, this has got to stop. You're not going to stop the left from from gloating and laughing. See, they're not terribly deep. Some of these people amaze me. They're smart in so many other areas of life. Some of these people are very successful, uh, normally very smart. But when it comes to politics, some of them are not terribly bright. They don't dig into the story to find out what's really going on, okay? They just say, oh, Trump's been indicted. Well, he's going to go to jail. No, 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 no. Odds are he's not going to go to jail. Odds are that he, when he goes in front of a fair court, it will be thrown out almost immediately, and he will only gain from this uh, indictment. You say gain. I was watching uh, Rob Schmidt last night, and he, he summed it up beautifully. He said, this is like having put rocket fuel on the Trump campaign. It is going to go through the moon because they have just lit a fire that is going to bring undecideds to the MAGA movement. People, fair-minded, undecideds are going to look and say, 
This is nonsense. There's nothing here. And if they can do this to Donald Trump, they'll be able to do this to you and to me, too. Do you know? So, um, oh, yeah. And well, and that's why I'm saying let's just start doing it. Because now, you know, you talk about chances are you'll not be indicted. Actually, the statistics that are out there, only 2% make uh, the grand jury. Now, the grand jury was, no, no, we're not getting it. No, they, they, they were really hesitant about this. And then all of a sudden they do this 180 turn. Well, that tells me one thing. They got to the grand jury. They all, had to do something to get to the grand jury. You know. All they need is, <clears throat> they need the jury. I guess the jury is uh, 24 people on the grand jury mm-hmm. and all they need is 12 plus one to indict. They need 13 votes out of the 24 possible so votes. So they got to 13 people. They got somebody uh, to jump on board, I guess at the very end. And as soon as he got that 13th juror, he indicted because yeah. it's a campaign promise that Alvin Bragg made. You know, he, he promised his liberal constituents that he was going to indict Trump. He promised this two years, three years ago. So he's well, just he made his campaign promise. Does he have any dirt in his uh, oh, closet? Hey, you know, Bill, you made a point. It's going to happen. I guarantee you. You're going to see indictments very soon coming up on all sorts of Democratic candidates. You watch. I, I, you know, I actually, I don't like to pray for political things, but sometimes. You pray for things that are right and just. What would be right, you cannot sit there and cast a stone uh, if you've got guilt of your own. So now all of these people, they need to get their comings to them. And this is one of them. There is a there is a statistic out there that says the U.S. attorney, uh, you know, the general, they've, they've secured 99.96% uh, uh, convictions when they take a case forward, but only 2% make it. So that tells me this thing, because it shouldn't have happened. Yes. And the numbers weren't there. And all of a sudden, boom, they're there. And Soros is the guy driving that bus. And speaking of, you know, people getting their just desserts, I think that he needs to be picked up, put on a plane and escorted out of this country and taken back to Hungary and leave them there with a, you know, little yeah. present. Present it, for it's, you. It's not going to happen with this administration because no, it's they're not. allies. Yeah. But he's the guy that's doing all this. He's the and guy you know funding it. If he's yeah. doing it to Trump and whatnot, hey, guys, you Democrats, sooner or later, it's going to happen to you because he owns you. Well... If it can happen to President Trump, can you imagine you and I, uh, we do something wrong, we say something they don't like. And by the way, this does go back, in my opinion, this goes back to the administration. This is, the, they're talking back and forth. You know, uh, Jim Jordan wants to bring Alvin Bragg to uh, Washington to ask him some questions in front of Congress. And initially, I guess, Bragg's response was no response. He didn't respond to the uh, uh, it wasn't an invitation. It was a, an order. Uh, and I guess uh, they're going to be more uh, forceful with their order next next round. And uh, I guess they'll probably subpoena him to Washington. And they, they want to find out, was there any communication between the New York DA's office 
and the administration in D.C. Were they oh, talking back and forth? Was, but prove it. You know, that's, that's the other well, thing. Well, under, under oath, if he lies, if Bragg lies, he goes to jail. So that's, that's what they're holding over his head. You know, we're going to put you under oath, and you better tell us the truth. And if we find out you're lying to us, you're going to go to jail. Yeah, but if they say, if they threaten that, they got to deliver on it. Because he's going to lie because it's in his nature because he thinks he's got he thinks he's got everyone in his corner. You know, Alvin Bragg, uh, they look at him and they think, oh, my, my gosh, you know, he's a minority. He's probably from uh, a, a humble beginnings. He's not. He's a, from a well-to-do family, and uh, he was brought up, went to good schools, graduated from Harvard. Uh, he has played as if he were from uh, poor beginnings. He's, you know, he, if you believe he's from poor beginnings, he hasn't de- he hasn't discouraged you from believing that. You know what I'm saying? He he likes that uh, that image. He is, um, without a doubt, uh, a socialist, and I'll tell you why. Because when he got to New York, one of the first things he did was decriminalize crimes. I mean, major crimes. I mean, uh, if you uh, assaulted a police officer in the past, you go to jail. Alvin Bragg said he wouldn't prosecute. Uh, crimes that are serious crimes. In some cases, uh, attempted robberies and things like that have been dismissed by this guy's office. But yet he turns around and manufactures a phony case against uh, the leading candidate of the Republican Party and a, a guy who's an announced presidential candidate and the front runner. He does this. You can't tell me this isn't election interference. Of course it is. It's blatant election interference. And also, it's a slap in the face to everybody who believes in democracy and the foundation of our country. We, this has never happened before. If you're a casual drive-by political uh, thinker, stop for a second. This has never, ever happened before in the 250 years of our country. No president has been indicted. But, you know, if I were Bill Clinton right now, I'd be a little nervous. If I were uh, Barack Obama, I'd be a little nervous. You're saying, why? Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if well, they- that's what I was saying. You know, you look at Bill Clinton, oh, you can have a field day with him with uh, cigars. And, oh, I'm sure we could auction off that dress. Uh, Monica and her brother would love to, you know, well, they, they're from your neck of the woods, so weekly, uh, I believe. I'm not sure. I really don't. Yeah, they were, yeah, at the road, yeah, on the, yeah. On the river, yeah. Well, uh, if we, <laughs> I haven't seen her at the uh, local supermarket, but. Uh, well, that, would, that uh, was back <laughs> in uh, the 90s when everything yeah. was transpiring, and she had a little beret hat on there with Bill Clinton and all that. But. Yeah, and she was. Uh, you know, she was a young woman, and uh, he was the president of the United States. If that were a corporation, if the CEO of a corporation abused a intern the same way that he abused uh, Monica Lewinsky, the CEO would have been jailed, and uh, he would have lost his pension, and he would have been in a lot of trouble. But he was Bill Clinton. He was the head of the Democratic Party. He was a political power. And uh, everybody made excuses for him. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's funny. They're going to make excuses if they'll make excuses for anybody who is charged in the Epstein case, if, especially if they're Democrat. If a Democrat is charged 
in the Epstein case or accused of doing something that is that is uh, you know immoral. Uh, the the party will rally around him, and I would submit that the Republican Party right now had better get behind President Trump. You know, somebody made an interesting suggestion yesterday, and I, I think it's a great idea. Every exactly. president, every Republican presidential candidate that's announced right now should immediately drop out of the election and throw their support behind President Trump to unify the party. I think that's well, a great idea. Well, they should, but they're not going to. And we're going to see the true colors of a lot of people. You know who could help in this thing? Real quick. There was a young lady, uh, the Manhattan DA chief assistant, uh, Meg Reese. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Reese Rice, whatever it is. Uh, she locked down her Twitter account because she did some tweets that she thought, oh, that might come back to bite me in the butt. And then she deleted her account. Well, yeah, but... Twitter had, unless they got inside people still at Twitter that could scrub that, Musk ought to lock it down and say, pull everything on her and let's make it public file. Well, because it was public before he owns it. When, when she put it up there, it was his. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are files somewhere. I'm sure they have uh, the information if they wanted to release it. I haven't. Uh, seen what she wrote, but I would imagine it was anti-Trump from the very beginning. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, and, you know, she was worried that uh, this could get us in trouble. So, you know, well, you wrote it. You should stand behind it. Let's see it. Vivek Ramaswamy is an announced candidate for the presidency in the Republican Party. He's a smart guy, self-made millionaire. Uh, He is not one of these guys who's out there attacking Trump every day. He's offering his suggestions, and he's doing everything above board right now. And uh, he released this statement yesterday after President Trump was indicted. I'm Vivek Ramaswamy, and I'm running for president of the United States. Earlier today, my competitor in this race, Donald Trump, was criminally indicted in a politically motivated prosecution. This is wrong. This is dangerous. We're skating on thin ice as a country right now. I think we may be heading on our way to a national divorce. I'm running for president because I care about a national revival instead, but this is a step in the wrong direction. You don't know what Alvin Bragg, he ran on a campaign, a political campaign for his position, pledging to investigate Donald Trump. You don't know what he did today. He delivered on a campaign promise. That is not how our justice system is supposed to work. Justice is supposed to be impartial. If this had been anybody else other than Donald Trump on this set of facts, it would have been charged as a misdemeanor at most, if at all. Yet what we see right now is a ruling party in our country that will stop at nothing even using police force to arrest its political opponents. We're not some banana republic, guys. We are the United States of America. We're supposed to be that shining city on a hill for the rest of the world that still gives hope to the free world as we know it. And yet look at what we have become today. This is not the America that I know. And you know what? You do have a constitutional right to protest this decision if you want to. The only ask I will make is do it peacefully and do it lawfully if that's the decision you make. Because 
again, we're in dangerous times today. I care about having one country left at the end of this. And if Alvin Bragg or even Joe Biden wants to do something, let alone the rest of this Republican field, we can all unite to say that even if we're running against Donald Trump, we at least want to let the voters decide who gets to be the next president rather than some Javert-style prosecutor sitting in New York City. That is not the country I know. That is not the country that my parents came to. That is not the country that we pledge allegiance to. That is not the United States. That's Vivek Ramaswamy, a presidential hopeful for the 2024 election, uh, and an interesting guy in that he doesn't spend his time attacking President Trump. He goes out there and he really offers his idea of the future of the United States. And mm-hmm. whether you like him or not, you have to applaud the way he's handling himself. He came right out with that statement and uh, uh, he he said that this is a, a witch hunt, essentially, you know. And w- what I'm afraid of, Bill, and, and this is something that I just can't get out of my mind, I believe, for example, that in 2020, the January 6th problems were artificially initiated by uh, people who were planted in the crowd. They weren't real MAGA protesters. They were people who were out to cause trouble. And what I'm afraid of is when he was saying we have to be peaceful and there can be no violence, I'm thinking to myself, yes, I believe that the MAGA people will be peaceful, but will that be who we see causing violence in the next few days? Will that really be honest MAGA supporters or will these be plants who have been put in place to make it look like they're MAGA supporters? Well, everything is planned and staged, and this weekend is a planned uh, violent weekend for uh, transgender, you know. This is the weekend that uh, transgenders uh, stand up. and uh, Transgender it's, it's, Day of Vengeance at the Yeah, uh, and uh, they're pledging violence. Now, well, is that planned to where, hey, guys, go out and do your thing. We'll make this Trump. And you can break things all you want. And that'll give us a reason to go after the right because they're just a bunch of radicals. You know, it'll be their bad. And oh, by the way, we're getting ready to ban us all right. Go ahead and keep your rifles. So that's okay. Or your guns. Because they never said guns. They said assault weapons. You know, because they're changing the narrative on that. Heck, what was it? Uh, Corinne Jean, Jean, Jean-Pierre? Uh, she would not even say anything when asked if they were going to go door to door, you know, collecting and confiscating the guns. Mom was the word. She ignored the question because, yeah, Joe is going to sit there and and try to get his band through. Somebody made a pick him up. Somebody made a good point, uh, and it's so true. There are 330 million people in the United States, and there are at least 450 million guns in the hands of the people of the United States. Uh, they said, like, the majority of the people on a, a given street have a weapon somewhere in their house. Now, when you think about that, you have to realize uh, it's not the good people who are causing problems with the weapons. If that were the case, can you imagine the violence that would be going on? You know, uh, it is the bad guys who, by the way, get their guns illicitly. But the mm-hmm. Democrats, they, this is all about power and control. This is all. Oh, yeah. about, this is all about making us submit to their will. Even the indictment is not just 
to intimidate President Trump and diminish him, but it's also to make his supporters nervous and upset and uh, tenuous about everything. They want us to make mistakes. They, they want us to fight. You know, I do think that they want violence. I think that the left desperately wants violence, and they want the violence to be uh, attributed to the MAGA people. And uh, so it, violence would be a mistake, but uh, it could happen. But I do think if it does happen, take a deep breath and look at it closely because it may not be real MAGA people causing the violence. It may be plants. It may be, this may all be a chess game and we're pawns. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I agree that. we are uh, in uncharted territory here, uncharted waters. We have never been where we are now. Even, even when we had a civil war, it was more defined. We knew why the war started in 1861. Okay. This, this is completely, completely murky. Everything is below water. It's like looking at a river that's filled with mud. You can't see the bottom. You don't know what's going on. And and that's where we are right now. God knows where we're going. God well, knows. Sad, sad thing is they've, they've got us here. You got five days of what's going to happen because, you know, Trump has been indicted. He turns himself in on Tuesday. You got the transgender day of vengeance in between and god knows what else that is planned you had a train go off the track with a bunch of ethanol and uh, catch fire you know, amazing how these trains keep going off amazing the track. yeah you know there's always something going on and it's not going to stop so let's just say that things continue forward as they're going but trump prevails and then he becomes the president and he cleans things up well you can clean things up to a, a point, but you can't change what's in the hearts and minds of the bad people. And once they do what they're doing right now and get away with it, they'll just sit back, they'll be disruptive during those four years, and then when it's all over, they're going to do it all over again because they know they can. They've, they've figured out... You know, what they got to do and just how complacent, I mean, you know, John Q. Public is, the America is. Look around you, folks. Look around you. You know, people said in 2020 the election was stolen. And, of course, the left, the leftist elite in the TV me- the media, they just, uh, oh, of course, that's ridiculous. There's no proof there's any fraud. That's ridiculous. I heard it even from people like Fox because they joined the leftist bandwagon back in 2020. And then in 2022, the same people who ran the 2020 elections were running the 2022 elections. Did we expect a different outcome in 2022? Because if we did, we were being delusional. You know, mm-hmm. these these people still had their thumb on the scale back in 2022. They, it hadn't changed. As a matter of fact, they had only learned from the mistakes they made in 2020. They This time, I'm sure they had the windows covered up from the get-go so they didn't have to put cardboard on them like they did in 2020. And, and so you get a guy like John Fetterman who can't string a sentence together 
and he's elected over an articulate uh, neurosurgeon television celebrity who had good ideas, okay? He, in my opinion, I think he probably won too, but we'll never know because the naysayers and the and the ridiculous uh, leftists will will come down on on you like, oh, <laughs> you're a conspiracy theorist. Everything's a conspiracy with you guys. No, they say it's a conspiracy until it's proven to be true. And I think eventually, someday, in a true, uh, an honest society, if we ever get honesty back in power, we're going to find out just how true these statements that we've made over the years are. You know, we're going to find out that the conspiracies did exist. Um, And I think, I think this could be a good point for us. You're saying, how could an indictment of President Trump be a good point? It goes back to what I said before. It's going to wake up some people who haven't been paying attention and maybe look at President Trump as being uh, the honest answer as opposed to what we have right now in power. I mean, you look at Biden. What the hell has this guy done that's been good for our country? Nothing. And his acolytes. Not a damn thing. Now, you know, the, uh, the, the Chinese-American bank uh, that had a lot of bank records on the Biden crime family, they willingly, you know, provided their uh, financial records yesterday, which Biden didn't like. Because that means the the wagons are circling, you know, all the money. Now, but when are we going to do something on that? Would you be surprised if if Congress uh, impeaches Biden right now? I wouldn't be. Right now, the blood is in the water. And and if you can do this to our candidate, we're going to do something to you, Joe. So the problem that you have is they got the Senate. And the Senate will, well, maybe not. If there's enough Democrats, uh, it would be the perfect chance for them to uh, change drivers. Trump's, Trump wasn't found guilty either. The Senate blocked that too. But he has the stigma of impeachment. He was impeached. The People confuse impeachment for guilty, okay? And that's not the case. When when somebody's impeached, it's it's a process, okay? We're going to, it's like going to court. It's like being sued. It doesn't mean... It doesn't mean that they won. They it means that they're bringing charges against impeaching President Trump. Pres, okay, they did it twice. Both times, President Trump won. But still, they throw around the word, you know, the twice impeached President Trump, like he was found guilty and he wasn't. Yeah, and see, the other thing is, it was proven that what he was impeached on was made up by well, it goes back to Hillary. You know, and, and she's probably sitting there thinking that, you know what I'm thinking she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. She's got to be taken down. You know, she goes all the way back to the Nixon years. She wrote the articles of impeachment. No, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't get impeached. He just sat there and said, I've had an, enough is enough. Yeah. He walked away from it, did his little peace signs. I am not a crook. Yeah. And he walked away and they made fun of that. I'm like going, you know. He he wasn't a Trump that would sit there and fight, you know. And but he was a fighter. But he just sat there and said, "This is it." Uh, he, you know. You know. I've done a lot of things for this country, uh, and if you don't appreciate it, then stick it up your tuchus. I'm out of here. Sink in your own crap. But see, and that's what we did. But see, um, 
back in those days, they had three networks and PBS, and they controlled they controlled the story, and it, it was so easy to judge him guilty even before the first trial, and they did judge him guilty. The media came down. President Nixon was a crook. President Nixon was guilty, uh, and the whole country felt that way. I mean, I was a young man at the time, and uh, I wasn't paying attention to politics. I was more interested uh, in my career and my family. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like a, a drive-by thinker when it came to politics. And I kind of thought, yeah, Nixon has to be guilty. It wasn't until I got older and started to read about what would what had happened and what was going on. It wasn't until maybe like 1985 that I realized, oh, my goodness, I don't think he really was guilty. And if he was, it was nothing. He never should have been charged with anything. And this is kind of what they're doing with President Trump right now. There's no, there's no here here. You know, there's no, there's no meat on this uh, chicken, this bone. This is nonsense. And President Trump never should have been charged. It should have been at the very, at the least, it should have been a misdemeanor if they, if they charged him at all. And they shouldn't have charged him at all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I really don't see the crime there. As a matter of fact, they're trying to make a crime out of something that is normal business practice. And Stormy knows that, too. But, you know, oh, she's he, looking for her book deal, uh, her movie deal, listen, some deal. This is, this, is, this is a woman who has made a business out of uh, doing uh, immoral acts on, on video. Okay? And that's my opinion. Okay? Uh, she has... Uh, had no problem uh, on video of having sex with anybody who strolls into the studio and is booked as her her co-star. I mean, you, sometimes you find out they they don't even know the other actor until they walk into the studio. And these people uh, do the most graphic pornographic uh, pornographic sexual activities on videotape, and they make a lot of money for it too. Okay, but she's not. When they say porn star, the word star has been diminished by uh by the media over the years it, there was a time when you said star you thought of you know Clark Gable Betty Davis somebody that knew how yeah. to, knew how to act I, yeah. well i guess you know for what she does i i'm sure she had to go and get special training for that yeah she probably <laughs> did uh but uh she Although, by by the way but doing she, uh, but she's not an honest person okay She's not even in the performances that she does. She makes it appear like she loves the person she's with, and in reality, she doesn't even know the guy for the most part. You know, I mean, these people have they they create a phony image and they sell it for profit. That's what you're dealing with with Stormy Daniels. By the way, that isn't her real name. Uh, I can't remember what her real name is, but I I know that's a nom de plume, as they would say. Uh, I got a. I got to play this cut before I forget to do this. This is Mike Pence with Wolf Blitzer on CNN. Mike Pence, uh, former vice president of Trump, not a not a close friend now of President Trump, but he had some thoughts on the indictment. Listen, I want to begin with the New York grand jury, uh, as you well know, as all of our viewers know by now, voting to indict the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. He's now the first president, former president in American history to be criminally charged. It's a really significant development. I want to get your reaction to this unprecedented development. Uh, Well, I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue 
is an outrage. And, and it appears to, to millions of Americans to be nothing more than a political prosecution that's driven by a prosecutor who literally ran for office on the pledge to indict the former president. But it wasn't just, uh, Mr. Vice President, excuse me for interrupting, it wasn't just the prosecutor, the district attorney right. in New York who did this. This was a grand jury, a grand jury of some 23 people, right. and you need a majority, 12, to go ahead and criminally indict. Well, I, I understand that, and it's uh, been a long time since I was in law school, Wolf, but I remember the old saying, you can indict a ham sandwich, right? Uh, the threshold, the burden of proof is very low. Prosecutors make decisions, discretionary decisions about what they bring all the time. Federal prosecutors passed on this. The Manhattan DA initially delayed it, passed on it. Uh, but when you have an attorney general in New York and a Manhattan DA that targeted one particular American in their campaigns, I think that offends the notion of, of the overwhelming majority of the American people who believe in fairness, who believe in equal treatment before the law. And this appears to be just one more example, Wolf, of the kind of two-tiered justice system that uh, the American people have had enough of. I never thought that I would want to applaud Vice President uh, Pence, but I do want to applaud him for how he handled that interview. By the way, Wolf Blitzer, if you don't believe there's an agenda on the left side, just listen to how he handles his his uh, questions and uh, positions his uh, his guests when he talks to him. He tries to put him in a corner so that, well, you know, it wasn't just Alvin Bragg who uh, in initiated the indictment. He had to have 12 uh, or 13. The majority of a grand jury had to be on his side, too. Stop it, Wolf. Don't try to make a silk purse out of a pig's ear. Yeah, Is that now, where Pence count goes off the rails, though, is on the January 6th. He is on the other side of the fence there, you know, straddling that, saying, well, you know. And I'm like, Pence, you know damn good and well, because he does. The, the January 6th, 6th committee is BS. Yeah, that, well. That was all staged. It was put up. He knows that. But yeah, but he, I didn't hear him. I missed that. He, he, did he mention January 6th in that? Not, no, I said not in this one, but no, where no, he goes yeah. off the rails. There was an, another interview where he said the same thing, and then they followed up with the question on January 6th, and then he went the other way. So, so where are we I now? Going? Where are we now? They're talking about Trump uh, surrendering himself, and I'm a, I'm I'm a little concerned Tuesday. about this. He's going to be put in this a situation that I think is extremely dangerous for no good reason. He's going to be going into New York City. Uh, the uh, the Secret Service are supposedly the lead agency on how it'll be handled because they are uh, charged with protecting him. Um, I don't know whether this whole setup uh, is going to work out uh, like uh, they're saying it's going to work out. They're saying he's going to go in. <clears throat> they're saying he's going to go into uh, New York and uh, go through the normal process, but he can't go through a normal process. What are you, are you going to uh, surrender him to New York City police officers and uh, allow him to be? Uh, photographed and uh, you know, th fingerprinted. I I I I don't think this is uh, well, this is not, not a good give thing. Give them the kind of publicity shots, and that's what these really are, are negative publicity shots for their their campaign. 
uh, that they want. Now, I would surmise that he's going to fly in on Trump Force One, his own private jet. You know, and I would surmise that like Air Force One, quite different than you or I, if we were to go and, you know, take a private plane up and uh, we're piloting, we file a flight plan, we have different protocol that we go by. And them, you know, they are, they're targets. Air Force One is a target. Mm-hmm. Trump's plane is a target. So I would imagine upon takeoff, it's going to not go the normal route. And that's where somebody could come in and say, well, he's trying to flee. Well, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't have to flee. Uh, it was already announced yesterday that uh, uh, Ron DeSantis said he was not going to uh, back any kind of extradition request from New York. He already said that it's an outrageous political maneuver. Uh, it, it, it is not something which should be considered seriously. And he wasn't going to... Uh, He's not going to get involved. Allow it to happen. Yeah. No, he actually didn't. He went so far as to say he would block an extradition. He would block an extradition. If New York said we would like Florida to extradite President Trump to New York, he wants nothing to do with that, which I thought was. To to do something like that, I believe that New York, who's the governor of New York? It's uh, Hokum. So Hokum would have to do a governor's warrant and send it down to Florida, and then DeSantis would have to sign it with another warrant to go ahead and extradite them. You know, valuable pieces of paper for collectors, but they're going to want to get get him, get him privately, mess up his hair, handcuff him so you see him at his worst with handcuffs and then being fingerprinted, and they want to get him mad, and, you know, they want to rattle the cage with the badger in it. So that people see. Yeah, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid some some uh, evil person may uh, want to do harm to President Trump because it's a damn good possibility. Yeah. I thought of that too because if there was ever an opportunity, here it is. Exactly right. Is this what they really want? This is a, a scary time for our country. And God how many, forbid. How many planes God, do we have God in Air forbid. Force One? Uh, how many planes do we have? We have two. Uh, I understand two. Air Force Ones in that the, the 747. So, yeah, they could they could come down and say, look, we're going to fly Air Force One, we'll fly you back. And unfortunately, some rogue something hits that plane. We lose uh, one of our Air Force One planes and something happens to him. And, Bill, that would never happen. That's conspiracy theory. Everything is conspiracy when you think about it. You know, it's uh, it's. Hey, it's only he, conspiracy theory until it happens. If I said to you, if I said to you that uh, we're going to indict a president uh, a year ago, you would have laughed, <laughs> you know. But here it is; uh, he's been indicted. Okay, yeah, I so. mean, th- th- look, he could be a martyr, but if he's a dead martyr, you know, wh- wh- who, who do we have to go to? They, they not only want to tarnish this guy if they can take him out. And make it to where you might suspect that the government did it. Uh, we suspect the government took out Kennedy, but, you know, prove it. This is going to be an interesting uh, weekend, by the way. We have this uh, trans day of vengeance tomorrow at the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, nobody is saying that the permits have been pulled on this thing because uh, 
they're talking about an anticipated acts of violence throughout uh, D.C. I mean, if MAGA went in there and had some day of vengeance, uh, I guarantee you the permits would be pulled and uh, there would be National Guard's uh, troops stationed around the city. But uh, the trans movement is having a day of vengeance and no big deal. Nothing to see here. Uh, I, oh, there's a lot to see, but, you know. Again, if you, but, are, if you are, even if you're transitioning and you support uh, the trans movement, uh, I would advise you not to go into Washington tomorrow or be a part of that because you never know who's going to uh, start the violence and who's going to be hurt. And uh, no one wears a label saying, I'm transitioning. You know, I mean, I, you could be standing hey, in the you know cr- what? If that's, if that's you and that's really who you think you are, you know what? Your life. You are responsible for the skin in which right. you live. Now, if you think it was a mistake, I, don't t- I, I tend to not agree with you, but that's my opinion. It's yeah. your life, your skin, your domain. So if you want to transition... You go right but ahead. But be careful but about there are, tomorrow. You do have to realize you have certain advantages and disadvantages. Well, I would just suggest that if you are uh, uh, somebody who supports the transition movement, you plan on going to Washington, you think twice because it, it could be a very dangerous weekend in D.C. and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. And, you know, again, this goes back to the indictment. They want violence. I think the left wants violence. They want uh, uh, us to react. They want us to react to the indictment. They want there to be violence in D.C. with the trans movement. They want turmoil because that betters their position in power. They believe. Before we run out of time, I got a few other cuts that we have to air. How about uh, Mayorkas? Uh, This guy is from another planet. I don't know where they got him from. But uh, he was in front of uh, a, a, a House committee a day or so ago, and he lives in this dream world. I don't know whether he really believes that the borders are secure or whether he's just one of these leftist liars who will say whatever uh, he thinks has to be said to make his side look good. But Ted Cruz was on his case. Listen. Is there a crisis at our southern border? Senator uh, there is a very significant... That, that's a yes or no question. There's a very significant... It, is there a crisis? Senator, there's a very significant challenge... I think your microphone is not on. There is a very significant challenge that we are facing... Yes or no, the is there border. a crisis? I believe I've addressed that question. So Senator. you're refusing to answer? Senator, uh, there is a very significant challenge and we Will you are answer if there's a crisis? Therefore, we are dedicating the resources... Okay, so you're refusing to answer. Well... Secretary Mayorkas, I'll tell you someone who is willing to answer, which is your and President Biden's chief of the Border Patrol in a sworn deposition in July of 2022 when asked, would you agree, Chief Ortiz, that the southern border is currently in crisis? Answer, yes. Notice none of those wiggle words, none of that equivocation. One word, one syllable, yes. Are you willing to speak with the same clarity as Chief Ortiz? Is there a crisis at our southern border, yes or no? Senator, I'm very proud to work alongside. But you refuse to answer. Let me ask you the next question. Has the crisis at our southern border made Americans less safe, yes or no? Senator, we are dedicated to the safety and Has the crisis made Americans less safe? I don't don't want a, a discourse. It's a yes or no question. Senator, 
we have a challenge of you refuse to answer the question not sec mr secretary let me show you how someone doing his job answers a question in a straightforward manner chief ortiz is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Answer, yes. One word, one syllable, three letters. That's how someone answers a question and does their job. You're being a politician misleading the American people. Let me give you a chance again. Will you show the same integrity Chief Ortiz shows? Is the crisis at the southern border making Americans less safe? Yes or no? Senator, we have 260,000 You refuse to answer the question. Let's move on. Okay, so Mayorkas uh, continued with uh, Senator Cruz. Listen. The photograph from just one day along the Rio Grande of hundreds of thousands of people walking across the border. You have allowed this to happen. The photograph that was before. What are, what are these wristbands? I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. Mr. Secretary, you have just testified to the American people you're incompetent at your job because I've been to the southern border. And if you go to the southern border, along the southern border, you see thousands of these wristbands because the illegal immigrants wear them. The drug cartels, every color corresponds to how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. You have turned these cartels into multi-billion dollar criminal organizations. And these are modern day leg irons because these are children being sold into sex slavery and you don't even know what they are. That is astonishing. Mr. Secretary, how many children have been sold into sex slavery under your administration? Senator, we are taking it to the cartel. How many children have been sold into sex slavery? In an Do you know how many children have been sold into sex slavery? To an unprecedented degree. Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful, and the deaths the children assaulted, the children raped, they are at your feet, and if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. Claiming one minute chairman time, Mr. Secretary, would you like to respond to any of those questions? What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting. Wow. <laughs> that was uh, Ted Cruz with uh, Mayorkas, uh, this Homeland Security Secretary. And uh, Mayorkas is just an empty suit. He's a real phony. He was talking, he was being grilled mm. by Josh Hawley, too. Uh, listen to this. Does the app ask users, are you seeking asylum? Those arriving for the CBP-1 appointments are given no interviews, asked no questions about vulnerabilities that they may or may not have listed in the app or about why they're coming to the United States. They're simply released into the country, end quote. So rather than building a wall, Mr. Secretary, you have built Ticketmaster for illegal immigrants. You are, um, Senator, you are conflating programs. Let me, let me explain well, just, to just you. Just respond to this. Is it true that they are given no interviews, asked no questions, and simply released into the country? Let me explain to you what we announced on January 5th. No, no I want you to explain to me what's happening. I, I know what you announced. I read it to you. So I, so I will explain to you what is happening. Are they given because, interviews? Let's start with that. Are they given interviews? We were previously experienced experiencing 
That's starting to sound like a no. Well, let's just let's just hone in here. Mr. Secretary, my time is, is very limited. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to drive to some clarity here. Are they, the Texas Monthly has reported that once illegal immigrants go on their phone and reserve their time to come to the border, once they use your concierge service that you've created for them, when they come, they are given no interviews. They are asked no questions about any vulnerabilities. They are simply released into the country. Is that happening? Uh, Senator, you are mistaken. Let me just put it this way, okay? The same people yeah. who have ruined our borders, uh, are, I think, are behind the indictment in New York. Indirectly. Oh, yeah. All part of the same net, you know? And um, don't think for one second that this isn't a planned operation that we're watching from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Cruz was very good at going after Mayorkas. With he the, was. It's a yes or no, yes or no. Now, he could have a- answered and said, it's not a yes or no question, and Cruz would have said, no, it is. And he was, I can't answer that way. I would have, you know, if I were him, I would have, you know, he can't say yes or no because either way, he's guilty. You know, you know. just as a reminder, from about six months ago, here was Mayorkas. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. The guy has got gonads the size of King Kong. I got to tell you, he really does. For him to... uh, for him to say that with a straight face, and all you have to do is look at the nightly news, and you see video of thousands of people. They had a, an area of the border stormed by about 3,000 people just the day before yesterday. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've learned that the best way to get across is to surge key points. And what that does, if you get two or 3,000 people surging the border at one point at one time, uh, it, it forces the border guards to run to that area to protect and defend that area. And what does that mean? That means there's an uh, there's another area of the border that becomes unprotected, and that's where the drugs go through. You know, I mean, if all the border guards are racing down to stop three thousand people from charging into the country, then you're going to be able to slide through with your trucks of fentanyl and crap into our country. And by the way, every single order, every single truckload of that nonsense that comes into this country is on Joe Biden personally and his administration as a whole, but directly on the president. I mean, he's just letting it happen. The same guy who who left behind all that equipment in Afghanistan, who has us in a ridiculous war with on, on the side of a guy who is who is literally shutting down the church in his own country. This Zelensky, they're, 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 tr- they're making him out to be a saint. They call him the Churchill of the Ukraine. And, you know, he's, he's doing things that a despot would do. Uh, I don't know where we're going, Bill. I, I really don't. I think that we are headed towards uh, a, an area that we've never traversed before. I agree, but... Uh... We're in it now. We have to let it play out. And unfortunately, we can't predict where we're going with things. We've got a big weekend ahead, and that's yeah. what we have to focus on. Well, because who the hell knows what's going to go on with the uh, the Trans Day of uh, Vengeance? That's this weekend. Who the hell knows what's going to go on with the Trump indictment? Because, yeah, they they voted to indict, 
and he's got to surrender and go in. And, you know, between where he is and getting there and, uh, you know, them going through their formalities, then what? Or does he even make it there? I mean, I hate to say that, but does he make it there? Well, we don't know. You have to. And then what happens if he doesn't make it there? What at at what point does America finally go? This is it. Yeah, you know it's amazing about a national divorce. It has divided our country in a way it's never been divided, other than the Civil War. I mean, you couldn't be more divided than 1861. I mean, you had half the country fighting the other half, but. Where would a civil war today look? It would be awful. It would be very, it would be terrible. Yeah, uh, I mean, how, how would it look? How, where would the military come in? Where would the government come in? And where would the people stand? Because if we're at a civil war, it's, you know, we're, we're divided within our cities. You well, know, I, think, I think that that's what the left wants to see, to be honest with you. I think they want to see us uh, at war with ourselves. It would be anarchy. Yeah, it would be chaos. It would be uh, it would be the demise of our country. I heard somebody say yesterday, and it's true, the era of the United States being the leader of the free world is gone. Uh, effectively, yesterday, we become a third world country. Uh, they talked about an alliance. I don't know if you heard about this. Brazil, China, and another country. I forgot whether it was Iran, uh, but they're going to start trading in their own currency and not in the U.S. dollar anymore. And uh, that's going to effectively uh, diminish the dollar around the world. It could be the end of the U.S. dollar being of any value. Uh, it, we are going to become the country we've always thought we never could be. That's what's going to happen, folks. We're going to be going to supermarkets where there's, the shelves aren't stocked well, that gas prices are through the roof, that the government is telling you how to live. And if well, you will the government exist? Because, you know, the states can sit there and divide off. Well, that's and, called secession, yeah. and that's a civil war. Yeah, you know. and so we divide off, and we become, we become our own, well, not just states, but, but our own nations. You know, and well, uh, in order to become where your, do you want to be? Where, where do you want to be? Out of the, uh, you know. I mean, there was some people talking about that. I read about this a while back. But, again, a state can't just leave the union and expect it to uh, to stand without some kind of uh, civil war. I mean, the, if, for example, Texas said, okay, we're not going to be involved with the United States anymore, the federal government would say, well, yes, you are. You're part of our union, and you haven't got a right to do that. And don't kid yourself for one second. And... Uh, they would send troops if they had to in to enforce that union. And, of course, you know where that would lead. Uh, if the Texas National Guard were to side with the state, it would be the beginning of a, a bad a bad situation. But, uh, again, Bill, these are uncharted waters, and it's going to be a terrible weekend, I think, uh, maybe a terrible few weeks. Uh, pray for our well, country. Judy, yeah, just keep tabs on this because— you're going through a part of history that uh, is going to be looked uh, looked back on as a very grave time, and you're going to be the one that gets to live to tell the real story. By the way, folks, uh, don't be surprised if at some point the Internet goes down. Uh, oh, yeah. That could definitely happen. Don't be surprised. One of the things they will want to do if, there's a, if things get a little hot is they want to 
break up that uh, means of communication, that global means of communication. That's the Internet. And uh, if one day you wake up and you can't uh, send a text or, or an email to a friend, that's, uh, that's Uncle Sam, Sam stepping in the way. Uh, we should remind you, you can contact us here at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. That's our telephone number to reach us here at It's Another Day. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com and uh, mail at crnamerica.com. So lots of way to get in touch. I'm going to check uh, all the uh, the media things, I think, when we're done with the show here so that I can see uh, w- we get a lot of junk stuff, Yeah, you know, and which is in- yeah. You need insurance. <laughs> yeah. oh my We'd gosh. like to talk to you about your car policy. <laughs> How the hell did you get this email address? <laughs> That's true. Hey, you my know, friend, uh, we ha- I'm no- I know we're going to have another uh, short uh, weekend update program tomorrow because there's just too much stuff going on, folks. Well, I'm sure we're going to well, have something I think, to say. Yeah, I think there's going to be other breaking things. And if it doesn't happen between now and tomorrow, which I'd be surprised, it will definitely, there will be something big happening in the next few days. You know, you can almost feel these things in the air. And with what came down yesterday... Uh, that's just a precursor uh, to something even bigger. I, th- I think there's a much bigger story out there than we can't even fathom what it is. There, you know, somehow these things are all connected. Say a and, prayer, my friend. Say a prayer for our country because we need it. Yeah, uh, desperately. Have a good weekend, Bill. Stay well, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Sounds like a plan to me. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>